Good morning and welcome to Coffee Chat. I'm Dr. Jane. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Well, at least by my standards, you can hear and probably see the trees blowing in the wind. It is really, really windy and it's very strange weather. It's like this November, December thing in Florida, you know, with the tides of Neptune, everything gets tumultuous and just blowing up and around and you can see the sky is gray. It's actually very, um, I would say, analogous to what's going on now. We're ending this year, 2023. Lots of revelations, but there's a lot of dirt and a lot of, you know, garbage being, you know, kind of dug up and just like the ocean churned up and flying around and when it all settles, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better. First, I wanna thank the person who sent me this beautiful, beautiful cup. Look at it, it says all kinds of great things on it. You are special, you are forgiven, you are empowered, you are beautiful, you are chosen. Really gorgeous. Mmm. Ah, coffee. And this comes to me from Grace, or I'm sorry, apologize, from Trish in Arizona. Beautiful card. Thank you, Trish. Trish wrote in a beautiful, beautiful font, Dearest Dr. Jane, thank you. We appreciate you and your willingness to speak the truth. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit will guide those who are still asleep and those still watching the lying mainstream media and move them over to your channel. Thank you for all you do. You're such an inspiration and an amazing patriot. God bless you and may the Lord continue to shower you in his grace every day. Thank you for the beautiful, beautiful cup, Trish, and for the donation. I, I just so appreciate your support. I know most of you know this, but you know, it's either brought to you by Pfizer or some other big, you know, a rich company that then tells me what to do and what not to do, what to say and what not to say. So when some of you get a little annoyed with me promoting oh, actually some life-saving products and some good products that I've, I use myself, just remember that. Remember that. Got to pay the bills for now. Um, I also want to acknowledge Mary Beth Corrigan, Mary Beth sent me a beautiful card and a, and a donation, and I appreciate it so much. Mary Beth um, said, praise our Lord Jesus for the great victory in that wicked Malone case. As you know, countless of the Lord's people have been praying for victory. Thank you, Lord. Many of us pray for you daily. This is so heartwarming to know. As we are grateful for your earthly agreement, assignment, Apologies, which blesses us and encourages us. We continue to pray for you to be filled with the Lord's wisdom, discernment, knowledge, courage, and favor. Always have you in the right place at the right time and place and the right people before you. Peace, joy, and good health as well. Thank you again for your faithfulness to your calling. Do you know how much, do know how much we care and pray for you? Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Mary Beth and Trish from Arizona. And thank you to everyone for the love, the support. Wow. You know, in the last day or two, I've been 
tired and pretty run down. And I think it's just the aftermath of the disposition of the fake defamation case. Thank the, I thank the Lord for just, you know, the judge, the federal judge just, just did the right thing, just applied the law. That um, phony uh, is posting a couple of things in his channel. Oh, I only lost on a technicality. Yeah, it's called the law. The law is a technicality. You lost on a motion to dismiss, on personal jurisdiction, and you lost on the merits. And the judge put that in the, in the minute summary, and everybody will see that in the order, but... <coughs> such, a, such a loser situation. Okay. So, coffee chat. Mm. You see I'm all bundled up in fleece and a cap. It, it is chilly. I know that's... You're not going to feel sympathy for me. Those of you who are up north scraping ice and snow, that's why I'm here. I just can no longer tolerate it. Um, just chatted with my friend, my dear friend of, gosh, seven or eight years now, Laura Loomer, who just had an outstanding expose yesterday, where a Democrat, I don't know, employee, assistant, I don't know what the hell he is, literally having sex, filmed himself, or his partner, disgusting, having anal sex in a Senate hearing room. Does it get any lower than that? You know, does it, does it get any lower? Th there is no government, when I tell you, because if there was a government of any semblance, you'd have an immediate firing, you'd have a cleaning out of his boss and a bunch of other people, and at least the appearance or the effort to show that you were going to prevent something like that from happening. But, you know, symbolically, and first of all, kudos to Laura. You know, in the old days, they used to shoot her down. They used to call her names. They used to post things around D.C. in Lafayette Square across from the White House. You know, to dis you disparage her, all the left-wingers, you know, like Will Sumner and that Spencer guy who was a KKK guy or something. I, I, I don't remember all of it, but, you know, it was the early days, and um, I got to get Laura on the show. I know she'll come on. She's getting so big and so famous because consistency, doing good work, okay? Whether you agree with her politically or not is not the point. She's effective. And then... You know, she coined the term loomered. You know, you got loomered. I helped her loomer. Uh, what's her name? Um, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene for sure. And then um, just so many people on Capitol Hill. I was kind of behind the scenes at times, you know, with the camera. Just unbelievable. I'll, I'll, I'll remember her name. It was a it was a great thing. We went to her office and. She was about to cast a vote. She was the one who said something to the effect of, um, when you see conservatives or Republicans in DC, 
in a restaurant, you confront them and you make their dinner uncomfortable. California. So anyway, Laura, lumored, lumored this guy having gay porn in a Senate hearing room. But like I said, it's just, it's just so, it's, it's so reflective of no government, no morals, no respect for our country, our flag that was in that room. You know, I'll tell you a story. When I worked in the Office of Presidential Correspondence, um, I was part of a team that was first people that got President Trump's gifts and letters. And my assignment in working with the Assistant Deputy Director to the President for Correspondence uh, was to open for the first time gifts and just after the inauguration. And so, you know, sometimes I was in the executive office building, occasionally I was in the West Wing, and sometimes I was in one of those row houses in, if you know Lafayette Square, it's the square with all the statues that faces the White House, where all the protests happen and all that. But those row houses <coughs> are part of the White House property and there are organizations in there. Anyway, we had space in there for the first family's mail. And I remember working in there one day, I was asked to manage the first lady's mail on that particular week. And there was a, there was a flag on a flagpole in that room. And it was off its sort of rope connection at the top, which was very high and it was on the floor. And I was raised never to allow an American flag to touch the floor. And I just, man, I just, I got on chair, a chair. I tried to, I'm like, I'm jumping. I'm trying to hook this thing. And out in the hall, I see this uniformed military young man go by. And I said, you know, young man, could, could you help me? And he looked at me, he said, sure. And he said, what can I help you with? And I said, come on in this, in this office for a minute. And I showed him and I, I said, could you help me? Oh, he said, absolutely. So he gets up, he twirls it, he fixes it. And, and I, I thanked him and I thanked him for his service and off he went. And I wrote a little like blog that day. And I, I think I don't, I can't find it anywhere, even on the internet. I don't know, maybe somebody took it down. But it was, I titled it, The Day, the day I, I, I Rescued or Fixed, something like that an American flag um, in, in the White House property. I was just so proud of that. It was, it was a moment. And so that kind of respect for our flag, for our country, for our symbols on Capitol Hill, all over DC, such a beautiful city, historic. It's just so appropriate that this particular administration and all the criminals in it would have a situation where not only does, I, I don't care if, you, you know, I'm not gonna get into the gay thing. That's between somebody and God. But what I do get into is when you flaunt it in my face. Straight people don't flaunt it in my face. I don't expect you to flaunt it in my face. But gay porn, you know, it's one thing if these things happen 
and you never know about it. They're just pigs, they're in a closet and they're screwing. But I think what's really egregious about this particular situation that Laura exposed, man, she came in with all the receipts and the pictures and within hours she had the name of the person. Good for you, my friend. What's really egregious about it is somebody filmed it, whether it was the guy that he was having sex with. I don't think, I couldn't, you know, it didn't look like his arm was back there with a camera because the, the point of view is behind this pig as he's having sex. Mo you can see the motion and it's his back to you. So somebody was taking it, whether it was the, the person he was having sex with or a third party with them. This is the most surveilled property on the planet. There is audio there, there's cameras. Some of the cameras you'll never even know are a camera. Could be a pencil. I learned all that from my years working in the EEOB and the White House property. It's just that lack of reverence and respect. And, and this guy, I'm not even going to say his name, but he did this knowing, he had to know as some kind of a worker in the White House property, that level of surveillance, but did it anyway, because he knew, hey, anything goes now, right? Anything goes. So it just is, it's perfect for this administration. Anyway. Let me do, I'm going to do a little sort of Ask Dr. Jane. So I appreciate about 15 of you put some questions and some thoughts. I'm going to try to address it. I hope that'll be kind of fun for you. But really my theme is the reverence for America. The reverence for our institutions. And in a way, there is no, there are no institutions. I've told you, you have no government. It's being run by foreign and domestic enemies. Domestic enemies are everything from, you know, what you call the deep state. I guess some people in the CIA, um, just people who don't, who just hate our country. My question is, if you hate our country so much, why don't you go back to the hole you crawled in and go, you know, take over there? Okay. Someone said Dr. Michael Yeadon is calling out Malone as a fake on his channel. Well, I went into his Telegram channel. It, he actually has two. One is like 34,000. The other one was like 5,000. And it's so riddled. Both were so riddled with spam and links. You know, some of you get mad when I tell you, you know, I, I restrict links in my channel. I have a particular spam control system. And one of the criteria is you can't use links because you can't, you know, if you, if you, if you allow some links, you allow all links, but his chance. So anyway, that's why you can't post links in my channel, but what people don't do because they either don't pay attention or they're lazy is the, the rest of the rule goes on to say, if there's something you think is important, send it to Dr. Jane at drjaneruby at protonmail.com and she will post it because I can override the, the bot. Okay. So I went, into, I went into Dr. Yeadon's channel, both of them. I think one's a fake. But they're just filled with spam and hundreds and hundreds of links, which is why we took them out of my channel, because you, you have to sift through so much 
spam. You can't even get to what the person posts. So I couldn't find it. And when I find it, I'll address it. So I've asked the person to send it to my Proton Mail and I'll address it maybe next coffee chat. Someone asks me, what are the limits to the spike protein? How does it die or be rendered benign? How long is it active outside the human or animal body? Well, first of all, your question, how does it die or become benign, is based on the premise that it does die, right? How does it die? I'm not sure it does die. This is not a naturally occurring antigen. This was something that was, not only was it designed in a lab, but a genetic code was created to force your body to make this never before seen type of antigen, okay? So A, we don't know if it ever dies. If it does die, it probably doesn't matter because your body, you're, you gotta think upstream, your body is being forced to make, produce them over and over and over and over again. How long does that go on? We don't know. Ask Dr. Robert Malone. He invented it. Maybe he knows what turns it off or what you could send in to stop it, right? Direct your question to the right person. Maybe if 100,000 people asked him that question, he might have to answer it because I got sued for asking the question. How long is it active outside the body? We don't know. What are the limits to it? We don't know. But I can sure tell you that taking a spice in a bottle of snake oil is not going to do it. And if you just use your common sense, how do you measure it? I want to see a measurement before the snake oil treatment and after. First of all, you can't measure it. There's nothing I know of that allows you to measure spike proteins from the synthetic generation of them from a, from a uh, created in a computer genetic code that your body's never had to deal with before. Okay, you see how complicated it gets? But let's just say for the sake of argument that you had a magic machine that could measure spike proteins in the body. And this machine told you this morning that you had 10 billion spikes throughout your body. Then you took the snake oil or whatever it is that somebody's selling, okay? I don't know what it is. Turmeric, nicotine, whatever it is. And then you took your magic machine tomorrow morning and it said, oh, you're down to 1 billion from 10 billion or 100 billion. And there was, and everything was controlled, gotta be randomized, placebo, double blind, controlled. In other words, you didn't take anything else in between using your magic machine to measure the spikes and then, you, and then using your magic machine to measure after the treatment, pre and post treatment, we call it. Okay? Supposing you could, then you might be able to say that, that this spice or nicotine or mint leaf or whatever it is was likely associated with the reduction of spike protein in the body. But do you see how 
far away we are from that. So I want you to know that at great risk to myself, because there are companies right now and people, even frontline doctors that you know, that are making Boku bucks, millions of dollars on things like that. And they don't want anybody interfering with that. What I'm telling you to do is empower yourself with this information and this knowledge so that you don't out jump out of fear. You go, I'll take that. Instead, you say, look, I really want something to help. My husband's sick. He's got the sp he's got what spike sickness symptoms, like shot symptoms, whatever. But how did you measure before and after your treatment? How do you know your treatment reduces it? It's not enough to say people felt better a day or two later. Those are clinical symptoms. That's what we mean by clinical. Clinical, the word clinical has different meanings depending on the context in terms of science and research. In research, <coughs> clinical is, separates human research from animal research, which is called preclinical. But in the practice setting where I'm taking care of you as a nurse practitioner or a doctor, when I say, what did the patient look like clinically? What were the clinical, what's the clinical picture? I mean, what did they look like? What were they complaining of? What did they report to you? Did they tell you there was a difference? Did their, did their symptoms change? That's what they report. Did the signs change what you see? If they had a breakout of something and then a few days later it's gone. Those are your signs, clinical signs, clinical symptoms. You see? Instead of just saying, well, Dr. Smith says if I take this, you know, mint leaf every day, I'm gonna get rid of my spikes. Take a step back. It empowers you. Because even though we need to get back to natural health, we also have to be aware of quacks and frauds, the real quacks and frauds on the natural health side as well as the allopathic side. I'm watching all this wind, so I've got to make sure nothing's... It's like um, the comedian Ron White once said, it's not that the wind is blowing, it's what the wind is blowing. Okay. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps empower you, make you think. <coughs> Dr. Naomi Wolf interviewed Michael Nels. I have no idea who he is. She's a P, you know, people come at me and say, well, what are you doing with your PhD in education and then your other PhD and, you know, psychology and who are you? And Dude, no offense. She's been placed there. But Naomi Wolf is a PhD in English literature. For God's sake, give me a break, okay? You don't know, you're not medically trained. How do you, how do you interview a scientist or a medical person? And no, I, I don't watch her work because of that. Um, back to me, and somebody asked me that, oh, you know, you've got an educational doctorate and a, and a, and a PhD in psychology. What, what do you know? Well, your ignorance is only surpassed by your nastiness because what I did was I replied with a link to my website, drjaneruby.com. Uh, people don't even try to look. People were in my Telegram channel this morning. What's her website? Just try it, drjaneruby.com. And there's a tab that says affidavit. 
sworn affidavit submitted to multiple courts on behalf of the military to help stop the mandates a year or two ago. It was unsuccessful in one court case, but it's survived in Robert v. Austin. It is now going to the Supreme Court. Very proud of that. But in that affidavit, which I swear to under oath, are my credentials and my experience. And yes, it's only a PhD in psychology and it's only a doctoral degree in education, but there's so much more to my training expertise and I don't have to defend it, but I do, I do think I should respond to it because that's bordering on a defamatory statement to imply that I don't have the necessary credentials to do the work I do uh, and to, to do the work I did for 20 years, right? Um, okay. Someone else said, I really enjoyed Dr. Yeadon's new discussion about Dr. Malone. Can you give your opinion on this recent development? No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I, I don't like, I heard this. Uh, my understanding is, well, I thought that, that's meaningless. Don't, don't, don't send me stuff like that and then ask me to comment on it. You say, here's, you send me a link to my Proton Mail or you say on yesterday's so-and-so show, such and such happened, okay? And then I have something to comment on. Someone wanted some information, studies done on the chemical composition of nasal swabs. Look it up. I'm not your personal research assistant. I don't mean to be snarky, but I think it's really important for people to start to learn to be good reviewers and seekers of information. You have the internet at your disposal. You can go to pubmed.gov which is the government's repository for peer-reviewed journal articles, and look it up. What are your thoughts on Russell Brand and Alex Jones? Theater, theater, theater. The Spanish research group, Columna, I believe that's La Quinta Columna, if that's what you're referring to, indicated at one point that NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine, was effective at reducing graphene oxide in the body. Does that still hold true? I didn't make the statement. Go back to La Quinta Columna. They have website, they have social media, and ask them. Would like to see follow-up with Todd Callender about WBAN uh, and IEEE and how to protect ourselves. Well, I just had him last week. So um, he's, it's very difficult to get people, you know, I just had him, so I would I don't know what you're really asking, um, how to protect ourselves. There's a lot of discussion in there about how to protect ourselves. A lot of the answers to your questions are in the interview I just did. Uh, what are, are you, I'm a, I think it's, what are you doing with respect to preparedness regarding water filters for off the grid use like harvesting rainwater and lake water for drinking? I have a rain barrel I still filter that. Um, I'm having a molecular hydrogen treatment installed. It's portable so I can take it if I move. Um, I, don't, I don't like regular over-the-counter filters, like, no offense, Brita and Zero. While it's better than nothing, 
they don't filter a lot. And I think you have to know what you're trying to filter before you go and buy a system. Look in your area. There's a zip code for tap water. Just put in tap water and zip code and it'll tell you the composition of toxic chemicals and heavy metals and what you need to, the, the, the rates of your fluoride that they dump in there. And then you'll know what to, to buy. So it goes back to find out what it is you need to remove and then research the product that'll do that. Here are some other resources for you to explore. I don't need to look at Maria Z's interviews. Maria Z is still with the Stu Peters organization and I don't have anything to do with her. Um, she's well aware of the issues and um, I, I know she's brought forth some valuable information but I have no interest in working with her while she's still with the Stu Peters organization. So there you go. You ask me, that's my feeling and opinion. Um, what situ regarding situational safety, what are your basics? Thank you and glory to God for bringing you victory this week. I have a security team of consultants. They're basically friends. One is a former DEA agent who spent a lot of years in Colombia, Bogota, and he's now in partnership with another dear friend of mine here in South Florida, who is a, um, uh, certified um, range officer and um, concealed carry expert, you know, all things weapons. Um, together, the two men a few years ago started their own security detail business, and uh, they are wonderful to me. They're great friends, and they, if I speak locally, they are always there in the room. I'm never alone but I don't give away the rest of my, uh, you'll understand my situational safety because I, for obvious reasons, right? And I follow their recommendations to me. Um, let's see. Someone said, so good to hear that phony Maloney is being called out by the health freedom community. It will be interesting to see what his next move is. Well, I do wanna make something clear we are still in process. The judge dismissed the case, thank God, both on merit, uh, bo both on failure to demonstrate appropriate jurisdiction and, and failure to state a claim. Uh, it's not a technicality. There was discussion in the hearing about the merits. The judge had questions about it. And in his minute memo, his minute order, which is that one page that I did post, on Telegram and Twitter, the judge said, I'm dismissing both, uh, I'm dismiss, I'm honoring, in other words, he's honoring our motion requesting dismissal for jurisdiction and merit. Um, Malone said something publicly in his Twitter yesterday or the day before that, oh, it was a technicality, and I guess I, I can't sue, you can only sue them in the state they live in. No, he didn't sue us, he didn't sue me in Florida because he knows it's tougher, even tougher, to bring this uh, type of phony case in the state of Florida. But you do you, Malone, you do you. 
But I do want to say that the judge right now is has given Malone's lawyer 30 days to send a brief telling the judge why he shouldn't give us, repay us our legal fees. Okay? It may or may not be on the slap statute. It may just be the judge's discretion. So we await his decision. Uh, and, it, and that will, like, obviously that timing is going to be after the holidays. But the best news is the dismissal of the case. But make no mistake, this man tied up thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds, hundreds of thousands between the Breggans and me. Uh, energy, the Breggans got sick. He's a menace. He's a lawfare menace. So very grateful for the proper outcome. Proper, proper. Nobody got away with anything. I got away with my rights. So that's that case. So stay tuned for the judge's decision on whether or not we get repaid our legal fees. And then, as I've said, I will work with Give, Send, Go, if that happens, to send back uh, the donations. And I know many of you have said, keep it. I don't want it back. So, so generous, so beautiful. And we'll try to figure that one out too. I don't know what their capability is, but I will have a special meeting with them for that. So guys have a beautiful Saturday. I'm going to be doing some research today and tomorrow. I'm going to prepare some shows ahead of time for the Christmas week. I'm going to take that week off in terms of directly working because I want to spend time with my family. I miss them so much. I miss them in the sense of I want to focus on them without looking at my phone or without trying to get information out. I will be vigilant for anything that, that happens. I want you all to be vigilant right now in social media because everything I predicted is coming true. And the people that are sabotaging our movement from the inside as well as those on the outside are being outed. They're being outed. People are coming, you know, to, it's coming to the forefront. So, but you have to pay attention so that you're there, you know, turn up so you can see it and be edified by it. Okay. Have a great weekend. Spend some time with your family and friends and do something wonderful this weekend for someone less fortunate. Maybe I'm, I'm going to make a meal for an elderly person that lives alone on my, on my little street here. And, um, that's the kind of thing that um, we should all be doing just to get each other through. Okay, much love. Thanks again. Take care. Hi, everyone. Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on how you should be protecting your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRAs. Did you know that you can protect them with physical gold and silver to avoid losing everything that you've built over your lifetime? Please call the experts at Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. At least talk to an expert. Learn more about how you can protect what you've built up so that if things go crazy, as we know they will in this economy, you've got some of your investments protected with tangible physical gold and silver. Every bit as valuable as real estate, something you can touch. They can't turn off, you know, with a flick of a switch. Call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. They're wonderful. They will educate you on what this is all about and what you need to do. And they will also 
provide you with some warnings about how to protect yourself from other companies that may be spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Medical disclaimer, the Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.